Hey, welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So to start off today's podcast, Steve, I got to attend Friday night's game with the Ogden Mustangs uh, hosting Provo. The Provo Riverblades in their first ever season. In fact, this is the first ever game Provo has played at the ice sheet for the Mustangs. So the, they faced off before, but they faced off Provo. So this is Provo's ever first game in Ogden. So cool to be part of that uh, hockey history here. And then Ogden started uh, Demag Troja. Again, buddy, uh, I saw the retweet. Appreciate the shout out there. We do realize now that the puck did not cross the line. So thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> so... He wanted to make sure that was clear. I thought that was awesome. And I'm hoping I'm saying your name right, buddy. Uh, so that's why I'm just going to call you Troja. But he started in net for Ogden. And then the Provo starter was Mikhail Melnikov, uh, a 19-year-old from Gamel, Belarus. Or you're going to hear his name a lot on this podcast because he, he played. He got lit up. <laughs> he, he got lit up. Um, so, Steve, you got to watch this game, right? Yep. This is one of the weirder puck bouncing, yeah. you know, you know, just it was just weird. It's the only way you can describe it, right? There's just, you know, it's there was a few, you know, nice goals in the game, but most of them were just, you know, a lot of pucks bouncing. Um, you know, turnovers were a big part of this game too, right? Absolutely. But, but you know, just so many weird bounces in this game. Uh, you know, and, and I think honestly, the Ogden commentators. We're pretty clear on how just weird of a game this was. Yeah, no, they were. They were saying the exact same thing here because, you know, I, I usually – I'll turn on the comments. Like, I'll go back and I'll I'll watch the game without it and I'll watch, you know, it with it. And they were saying the same thing. It's just it, – this was just one of those games. So, you know, if you're an offensive player or de- defensive player, not the goalie, right, the goalie, all you can do is just uh, stay – try to stay focused and when it's a weird game like that. Um, but for the other players, shoot the puck. Just, it's one of those nights, shoot the puck, it, it's it's weird, things are happening, and pucks are going in, right? So yeah. um, <laughs> that's all I could really say about that. Yeah, um, it was a weird, it was a super weird game, and the, the weird pucks were going in, and we're going to bring those up. And and so, again, I, I always love shouting out our goalies, uh, Trohan Melnikov out of uh, Croatia and Belarus there. But oh, Mel- yeah, you, you got to talk about the other guy, though, that does come up. <laughs> well, he, he does come up, but we'll, we'll yeah. wait We'll wait okay. for Melnikov made a few brilliant saves early. He was tracking that puck. He really, yeah, he made, yeah, he made the one. The one that I want to really shout out on there, Chris, was the because because I, I like it when they do this. Is you know the puck comes comes out in front of the net and you're right, good tracking. But he pushes out to make the save, right? He didn't yes. just he just didn't drop in a butterfly. So young goalies, the worst thing you can do in that situation is just stop and butterfly. If you're going to cover the net in a situation like that, right, push out towards them because that screws the shooter up completely. And it also it also will prevent that puck from going up over your shoulders because if you just drop right away, everything's open. He's going to pick a spot, but the second you push out, that angle is now just cut right down. So that was, I think, you know, when you're talking about, you know, a nice save, that was a nice one early on. You know, good oh, tracking, yeah. way to push out and cut down that angle. 
and still made yourself big. So it was an easy. I think that one went off the shoulder, did it not? I believe so, because he made excellent back-to-back saves at like 12.52. And I'm going to call out the timestamps here so anyone listening can. And I'm calling out the timestamps, not necessarily the hockey way. I'm just count the, the clock countdown. <laughs> so uh, with 12.52 left in the first, he made excellent back-to-back saves. It was just, he was, you know, tracking the puck real well. And just was on his game, man. You could tell he was just on his game early as it, as it, as it started there. And then, uh, you know, then Provo went ahead and scored through traffic at 11.28. And, and I want to comment on that shot there. So, you know, I you heard me in the NHL um, talk about Oliver ackman Larson and, you know, the his early brilliance of just putting a well-placed wrist shot on that. You know, it's still going to be fired with a little bit of steam behind it, but it just... When there's a traffic, just pick a spot and let that shot go. And that's what this defenseman did, right? Yeah, so Austin Baker. I was yeah. Actually, Austin Baker, the 20-year-old yeah. forward out of Pendleton, Indiana. Yeah. 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 Well awesome. Put, yeah. Well-timed. Yeah, well, well-timed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well-timed, well-placed shot. You know, that's the way it does not, you know, everybody is in love with the slab shot, right? <laughs> when you're younger. Remember playing street hockey, Chris, and... You had that one buddy that loved his slap shot and would chop at it and would go. Yeah, that was my feet. oldest brother. <laughs> five hundred feet over the net, and then if you were playing on the street, you're like, ah, oh, you know, three blocks down, somebody's jogging to go after it. You know, uh, there, there's yeah, there's, there's, I, I played I, I played with you know our street hockey games. Uh, they we did they'd be played on my street, and I lived at the. Uh, Anyone familiar with the Buffalo area? I lived at the corner 33 and 90. So where Highway 33 and Interstate 90 meet up, um, that's literally where I grew up playing hockey. And uh, yeah, so you would, once somebody did that wind up slap shot, you're like, no, you go, if you, if you take that shot and you miss, you're going to get the puck, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you later. But yeah, so you, you were alluding to the, uh, you know, it was a nice shot. Goalie, Choa, no chance whatsoever, right? And there's nobody to really to blame on that goal. Um, you know, as a defenseman, again, for the goalie, the best thing you can do is try to knock bodies out. The only thing I'll say to Troja is, um, you know, really watch Carey Price's head movement and what he does when he, he can't find the puck, right? And it's not easy. This is something he's had to learn throughout his career, right? But he does everything in his power to track that puck down. Like he's leaning to one side, he's pushing through people, you know, he's changing his angle up a little bit just so he can read it. Not blaming you one bit whatsoever. No, it's just a good goal. This was Yeah, that's a good it's a well placed, well placed shot. Nobody did anything wrong. But just as, you know, you know, call it a coaching tip, right? Just just lean, you know, get yourself a little lower at that point. If you can't quite see it, lean down so you can catch it for that split second you may have a chance to get it, right? <laughs> I'm throwing that out there because, again, well-placed shot. Well-placed shot. So. Really well-placed. Troja failed at the poke check. Uh, the defense couldn't clean up, and Provost Tyler Kylie Ram, a 20-year-old forward out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Yep, right next to you there, Steve. Buried that second goal. That was – I've done that. When it happened, I felt – I felt for Troja there. I have done that. And I've just been like, when you fail at a poke check and you're like, oh. <laughs> you well, know? it's 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 no no different than trying to like lunge out at the puck because I yep. did that early on in my career. And the most embarrassing one was we were in a nothing-nothing game and I went to go dive out at the puck and it went right underneath me, you know, and, and left the puck right, you know, <laughs> towards the yawning cage. So similar type of thing there, right? But that's that. 
this is an awkward one where what the hell do you do, right? Do you just get yourself set and ready for the shot, which is probably what I would have leaned towards, but it's awkward because I think the puck, because the camera angle one wasn't good on this one. You were live there. So it looks yeah, like it was like, like, a re- it, looks like it looks like a rebound that bounced off of them and came out. If yeah. I, you know, and then when that happens, you're like, I, I need to recover this because it got away from you, right? Because it's your first instinct. Um, but yeah, just you're going to see a lot of this happen. It's it's a it's a bizarre game. Uh, it was a really bizarre game. But then honestly, Troja followed up with some uh, amazing double pad. I call it double pad. Two pad saves. Uh, he made really two good saves there, and uh, Ogden's defense just couldn't get it out. He made a save. He made another save, and then Provo got the third chance. And if you give a team like Provo that many chances, they're going to put it past you. Uh, and that's what they did to make it three nothing. Uh, Josh yeah, Ernst, the twenty that, that was one at St. Joseph, Michigan, and that's the one at five forty four, right? The rebound, yeah. rebound. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I want to talk about okay. So around nine oh seven, Shoha makes you know a good two on one save. Yep. But here's the issue with the Mustangs on this one. Okay, blind drop passes. Do not blind. You know, don't blind drop pass a puck when you're just entering the the offensive no. line, right? That's just trouble. Cause I defense... hate drop passes. As a goalie, I'm like, when my guys did it, I swear one out of three got picked off. Yeah, but it's it's where it needs, you know, if you're doing one behind the offensive net, right, you know, you're there, you know, and you're dropping it back because you know your players should be there, right? Or you're looking for a bounce, you're looking to do something. That doesn't bother me. But when you just enter the zone, your defense weren't even set yet. Right, they were coming forward, and you're dropping it back. And next thing you know, it's behind them, and you got an odd man rush. Right? If yep. that's if you're going to do something like that, do it like a cycle down in the corner. Like if you're caught, you know these are the things, right? And these are decisions of younger hockey players, you know, um, where you you, you got to really work on those type of things. You get in, you get pinned up, you get trapped. You're either better off just trying to chip it on into the corner, let it bounce, and give your team some time to get to it eat it up along the boards is what I would have did there because he just got pinned. So he, he tried to drop it to keep it going. But the guy probably yelling behind him was the Riverblade player, you know, yelling for that puck, right? So so anyway, it's just one of those things. The goalie the goalie bailed John out, but that's just one thing I want to point out to the player that did that, you know, just, just as soon as you enter that line, be, be cautious with that drop pass because it usually leads to plays like that, right? Unless for 100%, you knew... Like, say it's a line change, right? You caught the team on a bad line change. You're coming down. Your defenseman's trailing you. You know, different story. But this one was just five on five, you know, that led up to that. So, but, yeah, going back to that goal, uh, Choha, nice saves, nice saves. And you're sprawled out on the ice. (laughs) You know, uh, there's nothing nothing you can do because you're just stretched out all over the place. And you got to move. So it was just they capitalized on that. You know, at this point in the game, like I'm being honest with you, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought the Mustangs were going to be done, man. I thought, yeah, if you know, you kind of, you could tell the game was weird, <laughs> yeah. and I thought, oh hell, like, um, you know, we we all we wanted was a teddy bear toss, and we were down three nothing, and everyone's sitting there holding on to teddy bears. And we all needed him at that point. That's how it felt. Because <laughs> clutching, clutching, hugging, and crying into the teddy bear. <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm, I'm glad I brought you this game. I, I need something to hug. Um, especially when right after, I mean, point Blake stand-up shoulder save by Melnikov. 
like he just came out and like just did not oh, I forgot who shot that puck. Um I could be dead wrong here. It might have been Herrera, uh maybe. But just point blank, stand up shoulder. He didn't drop. He just he went out to challenge the shooter, and I was really impressed with his play, uh, both this game and on Saturday's game. But then, you know, right off the draw at uh, 257, the 19-year-old defenseman out of Morrisville, Pennsylvania, right there goes ahead and gets scores a goal yeah. and gets the teddy bears to toss onto the ice. Yeah, n- nice clean faceoff win. With that one, okay. So even off that, when you watch the replay, it was like everybody was just frozen in time. Nobody reacted, right? I don't know if, like, the uh, defensive team didn't pick the puck up, but there was a nice clean win back. The defenseman gets a nice slapper off blocker side and nice goal. But just go back and watch it again when you have a second because to me it was like this weird frozen-in-time moment. Clean face-off win and nobody's reacting except for the defenseman that shot the puck. <laughs> scores the well, goal. And, and I, I'm sorry. I left the guy's name off. Heller. Uh, was yeah. Michael Heller that scored the goal. But, no, I, was, I wasn't – I literally was just because they were doing the face-off, I, I turned to my uh, my buddy who went to the game with me, and I, I was saying something to him when all of a sudden they scored. I'm like... Typical goalie, right? Where we don't pay attention for that one second and then something happens. Yeah, I actually think I told him, I think I might grab a second beer before the uh, the period. <laughs> so, and I did, you know, because I got that really nice Roosters Mustang ale there. And then Utah has a power play ale that I got later. I get my two or three beers in right out the gate so that I can just sit there and, you know, food and drink water for the rest of the game. But uh, I like to, you know, get, get a beer down before the you know first half of the first period and then get a second beer down during the end of the first period and then get a third beer down at the beginning of the second period and then i'm done so <laughs> and for all you, of that, you, got, you, got, you got to throw in your hot dog did you I not have a hot dog you know that's one beer did you not have a hot dog no i definitely had a hot dog i had a hot dog you're gonna throw the hot dog in there dude you're gonna tell them what you're doing oh you yeah tell, well, I, I tell the, hot dog in the first beer you know i was sitting there holding my beer waiting for um you know, Tucker Thorstad to uh, try to flip one over the uh, glass and into my cup or something, you know, since I was at that point sitting uh, two rows back. That's kind of how that goal happened. I was looking away. So it was great to be able to see the replay of it and, and see Heller get the goal. And then honestly, Troja made a couple excellent saves. And I think I timestamped those for you as well. There was like 243, the glove save, and then 211, the blocker save. Yeah, the Just back to back great saves there. Yeah, the glove save was nice because he still made himself big, didn't drop right down, right, yep. and tracked the puck well into it. So, uh, you know, nice nice save there. Um, but um, let's skip, you know, in the second period because I'll throw this oh, out there. Before we skip into the second period, oh. I also wanted to call Troja really good on tracking. There was like 18 yeah. seconds left in the period. And, again, this is this describes how this night went, this super weird bounce. I, I haven't seen much like it. Uh, I think it went off the end boards. And then bounced up and over Troja. And he, you know, nobody got the shot off. But the fact that I was very impressed watching that, how he tracked, because it was so weird how this puck moved this game. And yeah, it, it like hit the end boards and flipped back and over his net, over his head, and then down towards the front. So, but he was completely aware of where Provo was where his guys were and where the puck was all in that same moment. So I was really impressed by that, by his tracking uh, right there at the end of the period, as you really discovered that it was going to be a weird night. Yeah. Yeah. What I was coming to is my thought is on this, right? So Shoha seemed to have found his game. You know, the only thing goal that you can 
Faltamon is the the poke check weird one, right? Bad rebound. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna happen. So, but here's here's my questioning, right? Because we're goalies, we hate getting pulled, right? Or we'll pull our like me and you have pulled ourselves when our head's not in it. So they let him finish off the period, and he had a strong finish to the period, right? So here's my question on out, and maybe you know you're developing a relationship with this team. And you can just find out their thinking on this. And like again, if it gives away strategy, I don't want you know I don't want. Yeah, we wouldn't that. talk about that on here. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't talk about that. But my my question out there is: so normally when you're yanking the goalie, I would have you know thought you would have yanked them after the poke check right there, right? If you thought his head wasn't in it, it's going to be weird. Pull him on out, settle it down, right? Because um, I yeah, see, in that case, I would not have. I would never yeah, yeah. let a goalie sit on a bad goal like that because it was a bad goal. It was just a misplayed. He failed at the poke check. I've done that. And if I get pulled right after that, like, if, oh, if that's like my sixth goal in the game and it's the first period, okay, I'm clearly not in it. But that was that was the second goal of the game. It wasn't, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, but that's not – my point on this one, though, is, okay, so it's yeah. not about that. Because what's weird is Troja came back and played played well, right? Yeah. The third goal, he made it. That, that was his team not cleaning up the garbage, right? Yes, 100%. So you pull them at that point. This is what my question is, right? As a coach, did you, you know, did you go and talk to them and say, you know, how are you feeling? we got another game coming up here soon. You know, I want to pull you. like Because some, some coach just pull goalies, no explanation, no nothing, right? Yeah. Because uh, this one to me is just a little weird. And this is why I'm asking this is because he was playing pretty strong after that one goal and that's the only reason why i brought it up i'm like if you're gonna pull him pull him on the weird one talk to him maybe put him back in right or just say hey we're gonna get you back in for the next game because he rounds off the period and he did a good job in my yeah, opinion he did. so yeah i don't know, fault him on anything but the poke check goal and yeah again yeah. as goalies we've done that we've done it multiple times and sometimes you can we i know you pull a goalie to send a message to your team to get on out there and do better, but I'll we'll allude to that a little bit later on. Like I'll, I'll circle back to this, but it's just my question if you're talking to them, it's just to get the input because I just like to understand, you know, the thought process behind that. Cause if they went to him and he just said, I just don't feel like I'm on it. Hey, I get it. Right. Yeah. I've um, said that. Yeah. You know, and if they, if it wasn't his choice, I could just want to understand why after, you know, like again, he seemed to settle in unless it was sending the message to the team which is, you know, fine because it does work, right? Your goalie's playing well out there. He had one hiccup, but boys, you kind of have to bet on that, you know, first period, right? Yeah, uh, and he know. stopped 11 of 14. So, I mean, yeah. he was, you know, at that point, it's early in the game. He obviously would have recovered and had better statistics had he been kept in, I'd imagine. But you're right. Yeah. I was, I was kind of surprised when I saw him skate onto the ice. And he did that skate, you know, that skate, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean when when you've been pulled. Yep. He did that skate over. And I'm like, wait, did they pull Troja? And they did. And I was like, huh. I was like you. I was kind of surprised by the move. Um, but again, like I don't feel like he. I don't feel like he had a bad period. I yeah, but then again, maybe he's got a relationship with his goalie coach, and his goalie coach knows a little bit more about him, right? And you know, that's what I'm just trying to get around. So if you can talk to it, and like you know, you know, we can you know, allude to this at a, at a later episode, if you ever get a chance to talk to him and say, okay, so what was the, what was the process behind that? Right. Because yeah. I remember being pulled for a short period of time because my team was letting me down. The coach is like, no, go back in. 
I just wanted to give you a two second rest because, you know, you know, let you clear your head and get back in and play the game, you know, because your team's just not responding. Right. So I've had that. I've also had games where I'm playing a good game. Again, my team's not reacting around me. They're pulling me and the coach is acting as though I've done something wrong. Right. And don't, don't pull me. How about you bench a few players, right? <laughs> Shorten yeah. your bench a little bit and send a message. So I'm not. It's not being super critical of the coaching staff here, because we'll get to that in a bit. I just like thought processes. You know, we're just still, curious as to what what went behind the decision. Yeah, exactly. What so strategy now, went behind that decision? Yeah. So now we're getting into the next period, right? Yep. And um, so yeah, Anthony Sakura uh, then yeah. uh, for Ogden was put in that the 20 year old out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and he ended up also having an excellent game. But yeah, so he went in uh, in, in place of Troja for the start of the second. Yeah, and then um, nice shout out on this go, Andre Schmakov. Misses- oh, before we jump into okay. Schmakov's goal, I wanted to shout out Sakura made a pretty great save on a mini breakaway. I called a mini breakaway because it wasn't full strength. Like the guy just got it and was clearly alone. It was like only a minute into the period, and Sakura was tested right out the gate by Provo. So you're talking about the one where he tried to go five hole on him? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That guy, make a note again, not nothing against Sakura. You tracked the puck well. Didn't look like the guy got good wood on that shot. If you're gonna go five hole, drill that puck through there, right? You, you gotta you gotta pull it a bit and get your ankle off the stick. So it doesn't look like he got great wood on that shot, but you know, good job by the tendy. There's nothing like coming in cold, right? And yeah. having having to start off with a break. That was an early so, test, really quick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Good point on that one. But uh, but yeah, my Russian friend. Yeah. So the reason why I was bringing up the uh, Schmakov goal is he had a good look, just missed a net on the first shot, right? But didn't. Yep. Didn't go for a skate, didn't do anything, stuck right around the dirty area, and then picks up the uh, picks up the next shot and gets himself a goal. So that well, was and, good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And here's what I wanted to say about that goal. And I literally said it as it was happening. Um, I wanted to shout out Lucas Washko for that on that Schmackoff goal. He's the 19-year-old forward out of Vilnius, Lithuania. I think he's Lithuanian-American. But regardless, it was his effort 20 to 25 seconds earlier that turned that into a goal. And I literally said, because he fought hard oh, to get that. Yeah, Washko, yeah, that, I think, is number 16. And so yeah, yeah, no, he you're fought right. to keep that... Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Finish, finish your thought. Finish your thought. No, he fought hard to keep that puck in, and he played that... And I, I literally turned to my buddy. I'm like, if we score, remember nine, remember 16. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And then, sure enough, like five seconds later, Schmakov buried it. And I was like, Washko. Washko made that happen. Yeah, Schmakov scored the goal, and well done. Uh, but honestly, really awesome effort there by Washko. So what did you want to say about that goal? Well, I'm going to throw in there was a bit of weirdness again in this game, right? And that was the defenseman just whiffing on the pass to start that right like he you know the guy i'm not not taking anything away from the you know the offensive player for the mustangs right he was doing his job he was skating back and following on up the guy whips and like i said i just don't know what's with that ice surface that night right and it was was just it got weirder on saturday yeah that's exactly (laughs) it so a little bit of you know, a little bit of a whiff, and a guy couldn't recover. Picked his pocket, right? Because you're doing what you, you're doing, everything you can do. You're skating back, but you stayed with it, and you're right. That's what helped create that goal. Um, but it's like, just really it, good, solid effort there by Washko. I was really yeah. impressed with his play this whole game. 
Yeah, <laughs> again, alluding to that weirdness of that game, right? Just, just, just weird. You know, well, fifteen thirteen. Uh, I wanted to point out. Are you are you done with that goal? Or yeah, I'm done with that goal. Yeah, yeah. At fifteen thirteen, I wanted to point out the beautiful, uh, honestly, point blank left pad save on Washko by Melnikov. Yeah. Again, this is was just Melnikov just coming out and challenging the shooter. Yeah, and I think Miller uh, took a nice shot, I think, uh, at Melnikov, too, and he came up with a big save as well. Yeah, just after that, yep. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That was and a stand-up then, breakaway save by Melnikov. Yeah, and then uh, at 8.22. <laughs> Got to make Okay, that was, uh, that was, he, you were, you were about to, we were talking there about uh, uh, Bryce Miller, the guy who took yeah. a shot there, the 19-year-old forward out of Murray, Utah. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice shot, but, you know, better save. Uh, but then at 8.22 here, uh, there's a terrible D-to-D pass, right? Off yes. the skate, and, you know, the offensive player picks it up, makes a quick pass over into a yawning cage. Um, yes, yeah, so that goal, yeah, that was, yeah. That, that was <laughs> that, ugly. That That's just, you know, you're making a, you're passing your own player's skate in the defensive end, boys. That's that. That's one there. If you lost a game, I would have been the coach going, "Okay, let's practice passing, and then we're going to skate, guys." Yeah. So uh, that was a St. Joseph <laughs> kid out of Provo, Ernst. Yeah. Basically, just had a had the yawning cage right there because it just that was just a defensive miscue, just yeah. a terrible defensive miscue. And honestly, there's a couple plays that I wanted to bring up before that. So first of all, Jack Jones, a 19 year old defenseman out of Waconia, Minnesota, just stonewalled a Provo forward. Like the guy came skating in and. Jones didn't move, and the guy just—he just ended up. I can't even say laying him out. The guy just bounced off of Jones. Jones must be, you know, made of like bricks, because the kid just bounced off of him. And then, uh, and then again, Melnikov um, at eleven twenty-nine actually attends to, you know, send it up the boards because you know me and you. The last podcast we we're talking about that stack the pad save. Mm-hmm. Melnikov. I don't think he stopped it, but I got that super excited goalie tingle. So what happened is Melnikov failed to kind of send it up the boards properly. So he had to rush back into the net because it ended up in Ogden's hands. And I really thought we were going to get that dreamy double stack pad save. He did the dreamy double stack pad. I just don't know if it actually hit him. I think it was shot wide. So Melnikov, if you made that save, I'd be curious because I I don't know if he actually stopped it or just went wide but i wanted to bring up the double stack because me and you've been talking about that the last one i saw it i'm like oh i need to bring this up because i got i got that goalie tingle yeah so oh i love it i love the two pad. i love desperation saves just to watch how guys react i love the two pad stack um you know i love this dude i was so excited to see it like because they were on my side of the ice for that and i'm like ah you know, i'm like it's gonna happen you know, because you don't get those often, and they're fun to watch. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the Mustang defensive miscue uh, cost him, and now Provo was up 4-2. to two. And then at 637 remaining on the in the second period, an excellent glove save by Melnikov through traffic on uh, Christian Finney, the 24-year-old defensive, uh, 20-year-old defenseman out of Draper. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one, man. Yeah, I would definitely go back to the highlights for that one. 6.37 left in a second. Just an excellent glove save by Melnikov. And then Sakura actually had some excellent saves in the period as well. You know, he was tested early, tested frequently. And outside of that defensive miscue by Ogden, uh, he had a really solid uh, showing for that period. And then I guess 
just at the end of the second period. You want to talk about that Ogden pulling in within one. Yeah, and that's the so you know these are the the end of the game. This is the thing about this game, right? Like I, I was expecting the River Blades to pull ahead and keep pulling ahead, but then got to give Ogden credit. They kept coming back, kept coming back, um, you know, and and making a game of it, right? So yeah, um, kudos to the team because they didn't give up on a weird night, right? Because sometimes when these nights happen, and it's just a you know weird game, you could just collapse and stop playing, but. And this is why I'm saying, like, again, I wasn't criticizing the coach because Score was playing really well, and maybe this did shake the team up a little bit, right? Um, right. You know, so, again, I just want the thought process on that. But um, Yeah, I'd be curious about it. But, yeah, I mean, with with 140 left, I was actually um, up at the beer stand for that third beer of the night. Um, and that's when Alex Engen, uh, the 20-year-old forward out of Wasilla, Alaska, uh, banked it off a melon cough from behind. Yeah, and I caught that one on video because I'm like, you know, let me just record right here real quick. I, I, this is a good view up here, and then he scored. So, hey, on my Twitter feed, Alaskan kid, uh, that goal is available. And, and the other thing, though, too, about that is this is where you see NHLers do it too, right? Um, yep. It's very rare to catch an NHL goalie, you know, not square, you know, on a weird angle in his net. And good you know good on him you know if it was intentional good shot good bank it was shot intentional Engen saw that moment and just went for it yeah and it's just smart it's not a bad play because if the goalie's not square or he's off a little bit whip it off the goalie because you never know where it's going to end up because if it hits him it goes in brilliant if it hits him it bounces off for a rebound that's a hard pop to the track right so when i saw it i went well sort of typifies the night, right? You've got a goalie that's been on his game, on his game. And again, I'm not faulting him for this goal. It nope. just looked like he was lost for a split second and it cost them, right? And and that uh, that's all it takes. Yep. And it's one, yep. you're right. It's one of those nights where those little minor brain farts just get you. And, you know, they were reminders. It's probably a nice reminder for Melnikov. It's been a reminder for me in the past when I just, you know – you don't necessarily square up the way you should. You're not tracking maybe properly right there. And I've left those where people shot from behind, they bank it off my back and they, because it's like, I should have not been so exposed to where the shooter took advantage of it. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and this is a tough one, right? Because as a goalie, you know, going back, you know, uh, goaltending's changed a lot now where we now teach kids to, you know, and not even kids, professionals. Now you're squaring up for high percentage shots, right? You know, you're you're scoring up to actually what I should say is making a low percentage shot that's that could possibly go in, right? That's why you hug the post, you come up big, you know, and there's only a little tiny area over your shoulder that you know truly snipers tend to only hit, right? Or you know, your right. average player, you know, rips rips it up there and gets it in. And the tough part here is it looks like he lost a puck for a second. So does he gamble and just push up against that post and hug it really quick, right? hoping that it's in the corner because, like I said, he just he just lost the puck for a second. And, that, again, that's all it took. So yep. not criticizing him on this. It happens. But, um, again, a weird goal to pull them back in, right? But that's the kind of night it is. And that's, when it's like that, if I'm a coach, I'm just saying, okay, boys, shoot Put it on net. Yep. Put it on net, pull off the rebounds. It's, it's going to be that kind of game. Yep. So. And, and honestly, it just continues. Like, you're right. When If you're a coach in that scenario, this is the perfect game to be like, they don't need to be pretty. They just need to be on net. Yeah. 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 So, um, 
Jumping over to third period. Yeah, third um, period, excellent defensive play. Again, I wanted to call out Finney again. I think I brought him up earlier. Uh, honestly, just in, in terms of his play, I was really impressed with Finney's play and Jack Jones' play this game. But uh, in, in particular, it was like 15-52. Um, I thought Finney did real good to keep the forward uh, to the outside and not take the penalty. I think it was a really good defensive play by Finney. It was a tough – he's a strong kid, clearly, because I think the guy, if I recall correctly, he was up against was a pretty big kid himself. But he was able to keep the player to the outside of the goalie, not allow them to get the shot off and score, and not to take the penalty. So it was just a really good play, and I just wanted to shout that one out because it's tougher than it looked, trust me. Yeah, and then the defining – what I'll say about this period is, you know, it's still, you know, it's four two game, right? It's four two at that point. Uh, no, at this point it was uh, it was four three because of the goal at the end of the. the oh, that's period. right. But at ten fifty two, there was also a great save by Melnikov again, where he comes out to challenge Herrera, who made and he just made an excellent shoulder save. So honestly, just Melnikov's confidence in this game, and honestly, all I would say all three goalies that played in this game had a good game. Melnikov just really stood out. He just... Oh, no, he played, he, he, right, he played an excellent game. Um, yeah. But here's here's the comment I got to make about this period before we get into the rest of it. That's why I just want a clarification on, you know, yeah. I forgot where, where it ended up, is prevent defense. <laughs> the NFL term that translates into hockey, right? Yeah. Now, I understand, again... We're not talking New Jersey Devils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no trap. No Martin Broder back there, right? Uh, River. This is on the River Blades coach. Okay, so your team was playing a pretty good game, a pretty good cycle down low game, right? And was creating some opportunities. But to me, it looks like they eased up and they tried to protect the lead. And in the weird game, keep putting the puck doors and that keep applying that pressure because if you keep doing that, you. You're not going to give them an opportunity to win, right? Especially in a game that's been just weird. And in my opinion, they just took their foot off the gas. And uh, now let's talk about how the rest of the game goes, man. <laughs> well, yeah, because then it's just one of those, I don't know, man. Like, at that point, they had the game within their, their grasp, really. I mean, it was 4-3. It's a close game. But Ogden... Took it. Ogden is a good team. They never count Ogden out. That's one thing I've loved watching this team for all these years is you can never count this team out. I've only – my buddy, Nick, actually has mentioned, he says, I've only ever seen them lose live once. And I don't know what it is. It's just not a team you can count on easily. They're very talented, very well built. They, they get the right players. Got to give credit out to the coaching as well. I just think, and the fan base in Ogden, honestly, they got a pretty strong fan base. And it's, unfortunately, COVID's not allowing a lot of those fans to go to games. So, all in all, you can never count Ogden out, and this game proved it. Because at 520, just a weird deflection, man. A weird deflection, and Jack Jones buried it. Yeah, yeah. And, again, that's, can't fault Melnikoff on this. But this is where the game turned, was, you know, you know, even, like I'd say, the... Yep. You know, the, you know when you, you give up the goal, and we always say that within the last two minutes of the period, it's always a heartbreaker. You change momentum. But momentum hadn't really shifted, right? You didn't see Ogden no. just pounding out pressure and chance after chance coming into the third period, right? 
it's just, like I said, it was pretty equal going back and forth, but a conservative play by the River Blades, in my opinion. And then you sat back, and within five minutes of the third period, the game completely changed, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it was like, the yeah, it was a tale of two games right there. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a close game up at that point, really, you know, well, well played by both sides. But then, yeah, with a typical Ogden Mustangs game, something about, you know, the end of the game, Ogden just, or has periods of these games where they just, they, sh- like, I don't know what it is. It's it's something else different, but it you felt it. And you yeah. knew that goal was that moment. Now, let's talk about, now let's talk about the next goal, the go-ahead. No, line. this goal. Okay, this goal. Yeah, let me let me point. Okay. Yeah, now let me let me point this out though, right? Because at first I missed it, and you know Chris told me to cycle back and watch it. Right? It's a far shot, you know, coming over the red line. Now, typically as a coach, you're like, I don't take those kind of shots, right? But on this night, I would be encouraging guys to take every shot. Now, okay. what should have been just took a, it. yeah, what should have just been an innocent routine play, a far shot. Going on that, that the goalie just can easily, you know, block her down, glove, do whatever. Uh, and at first I was like, what the hell did the goalie do here? But you're like, no, no, go back and look, right? And I did, and you pointed out where the defenseman on the river blades decides to throw a chicken wing up to somehow block this shot. Now, the question of that defenseman was, was that reactive, like, you know, sometimes when you know, you'll hear about a guy accidentally kneeing a player that it's like this reactive play, like he's going by you, so you want to stick out a body part to sort of clip him, even though it's really stupid, right? It can result in a major injury. But sometimes you're like, yeah, that guy's not a dirty player, so why do you do that, right? Why do you right. throw his knee out? And sometimes it's just reactive. So was this a reactive, the puck's coming close to my body, so I want to throw it out at, you know, and try to do something because it's right there? Or were you intentionally trying to block it? Because if you were intentionally trying to block it, then I will go to this level and be like, don't do that. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Your goalie is going to stop it. So if it was reflexive, I feel bad for you, right? You're like, why did I do that? But if you were purposely trying to do it, dude, then knock it down. But that shot is from so far out. That's your goalie handle it. He could see it. He was tracking it. Then all of a sudden, it changes direction. And you, it, all it takes is that split second again. Where would it go? And that puck's traveling, and you're screwed. And yep. good good catch on Chris to say, okay, what the hell happened there? Because that was a little too bizarre, right? No, and- because Melnikov was just playing a fantastic game, and that goal went in. And I was like, what the hell happened there? Like, and, and, and I, again, live at the game, I didn't see the deflection. So mm-hmm. I was really intrigued to see that goal because I'm like, Ogden took the game over. But what the hell happened with that game-winning goal? Like... It bothered me at the end of the game. I'm like, no, I want to go back and watch that because did Melnikov just just flop on it? Like, what the hell happened? I looked back and then I saw the arm go up, and I'm like, no, buddy, no. You just put it past your goalie. And the reason that bothers me so much is the amount of games that I've lost, specifically one in particular that was a, such an extremely similar goal. We lost two to one against. We were not the better team on the ice for my game. Mm-hmm. And it was a game out in Sheffield, and this team was just so far above and beyond what we were as a team. But I was playing out of my mind that game, and with and just like this game, just a couple minutes ago in the game, my defenseman just whoop, 
And it was a simple shot from the blue line. Super easy glove save. I could have dropped it off to the defenseman and kept the game going. He just deflected it over me. I, I, I was just sitting there stunned. And honestly, the, the coach lost it after the game on the guy. It was just like, it, it was just such a poor decision by my teammate to do that. And it cost us the game because I, I was playing such a good game. And that's how I felt like Melnikov was playing such a good game. This goal just did them in. Yeah, and listen, I'll go back because, you know, whatever, whoever the name of the defenseman is because it was hard to see. I won't name the defenseman. No, it's okay to name him. Like, I'm not saying – because like I said, like, a guy has every right to come back and just tell us what he was doing, right? Because it was just that reflection. He can tune in. Yeah. If you want to tune in Provo defenseman – uh, you can go ahead and do that, but yeah. Yes, because my, my thing is, again, if it's a reflexive thing, right, I feel bad for you. I, I truly feel bad for you because you don't want to be that guy, right? And if yeah. it was a reflex and you're just doing it. And he felt bad immediately. The second it happened, he turned around. He just like, you saw it in his body language on the replay. Like, it was like, yeah, that's uh, my... Know, yeah, exactly it. So my thing was, you know, just again, almost like the coaching question I had was, was it almost reflexive for you? Like when you just, the puck's coming right by you and you just threw up your arm because, you know, it's almost like a defensive posture, right? Like anything comes by you, you know, um, you know, that could potentially hurt you, right? You're going to, uh, you know, do a, like a reflexive thing just to try and, you know, stop it. So again, I'm not crapping on you at this point. <laughs> if it was truly, you know, shoot, I was just, trying to you know my, my instinct just took over and you did it now if you were trying to block it like as a goalie all we'll say to you in the future is stop just don't let, let me handle either, it. Either, either let it go by like turn your body away from it so your goalie can get to it or if you're going to stop it you better damn well make sure you knock it down right because we do appreciate the guys that block a shot sacrifice oh, their body when we're out of position you know in a big game to help us out we, we love that but it's those weird ones where you're putting your hand or your stick out, right? Stick. Yeah, don't put your stick in front of the puck. Yeah. You may as well just be playing for the other team at that point. Yeah, because that's the ones, again, that, you know, you know, frustrate the crap out of us, right? So I just want, you you know, if you're listening, if you pick up on this, your take is if you said, ah, you know, I just threw my arm out, you know, sort of instinctively, you'd be like, yeah, it sucks, dude. Feel bad for you. And yeah. Tap your goalie on the pads, buy him a beer, do whatever you need to do to make that one. When you're both sense. of legal age. Are you travel to Canada? Are you travel to Canada? Or yeah, Belarus. Um, you know, you know, uh, but, it's but again, it's, it's the <laughs> uh, two. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, going back, like I hate calling players out, but that was the demoralizing goal right there but to be honest with you and overall in this game again it was just a weird freaking game and that's the type of stuff that happens in these games right so um and then the last goal is an empty netter right yeah so basically at that point again ogden just took over provo tried to fight back uh sakura made a super clutch save about two and a half minutes left in the game uh Really great save that kept the game Ogden's because Provo could have totally come back right there. It was such a great save by Sakura. And then, uh, yeah, then Washko buried it, I think, with about a minute something left in the game. He got the empty netter. But yeah, so I do want to mention after another thing I was super impressed again, I will call out Melnikov again. After that really 
unfortunate goal for him, not necessarily for Ogden, but for Provo, that, that tipped goal. 20 seconds later, he stood really tall on a breakaway. He didn't let it get to him. And I don't think, again, I don't think we could be wrong because I don't think, I don't, with the way Troja played, I don't think it got to him that bad poke check goal. Both Sikora, Troja, and Melnikov, I think, just had great games. I don't really fault out of some weird bounces for the night. It just was what it was. And again, I think Sikora saved the game with that really clutch save. A couple minutes left to allow Washko to then go down the ice and bury the empty netter. But again, uh, at the end of the day, I think Troja had, I said, 11 of 14, stopped 11 of 14. Sikora came in and backstopped him uh, 29 of 30. So really great game for uh, Sikora. And then Melnikov, as I said, got lit up. He stopped 47 of 52. Mm-hmm. You know, really busy game for uh, the Belarusian. Yeah, it was, like I said, it's one of those games, you know, as people who love goals, you know, because I know the NHL wanted to, you know, get speed back into the game, get a lot of things different right going um, to increase goals in the game. Um, this is one of those games where, a lot of the goals were just unfortunate, right? And, you know, I, I, I don't mind a high-scoring game if they're, like, really skilled goals, great plays, you know, some great goaltending mixed in. This one was weird, and not faulting anybody on either team. It was just a weird one. And that's the one where you, you know, you look at, you know, you got to look at game tape on a few things, right? Like, that, you know, the, there was some really sloppy play on a yeah. few of them, right? But overall, just a weird game so you know because again the relationship like i only started following this team so that bad you know defensive pass in the one end that went off a skate that should never have been in the skates you know i don't know what was going on don't know the you know everything that behind you know everybody with the team but those are little sloppy things you have to clean up um that you know can cost hockey games but they had it on both sides right so yeah um and I said, just a weird game, guys. So, you normally know, like to call a game, they'll call it a big save, some good, exciting goals, you know, back and forth. This is one where if I was calling this game live, uh, kudos to the Mustangs announcers, I would have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it was, I think at one point I did hear what, on the replay, like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like, it was just one of those games. It was just. Tough for both sides there in, in terms of how that game kind of played out. But obviously, I was very happy to see uh, Ogden take that home at home. Everyone, again, thanks for listening. And thanks again to, we do like to shout out sources here. So Lee Prospects site, We I use you for a lot of this information I get. So I, I definitely appreciate Elite Prospects having information on the players and such. And that makes my job easier. So that said, thank you everyone for listening in. This is Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. This is Pigeonhole Hockey. Tune in next time.